All right, what's going on, man? Welcome back to the channel. I'm Ron, and I hope y'all had a happy 4th of July, man. Today we got second-year breakout wide receivers for fantasy football in 2020. Now, these are guys that were rookies last year, sophomore receivers this year. Uh, I did a whole article on this on Player Profiler, and I'll be referencing that, so that link's down below. Uh, without further ado, let's get into it, man. All right, I'm going to start this off by going over the article that I wrote uh, earlier in the summer, and it's called Using Rookie Year Efficiency to Predict Second-Year Wide Receiver Production. In that article, I studied a couple of stats to see which efficiency stats were the most predictive among rookie to second-year production. Now, this is uh, rookie year uh, efficiency to second-year fantasy points per game. And after I ran the numbers, I found a .587 correlation between yards per route run in year one and fantasy points per game in year two. Now, this is a little this is a little bit nerdy. I went on to Excel, you know. Shout out to uh, Professor Persal, you know, got a nice got a nice A plus in the in the stats class this semester. So I decided to implement that. And I'm not too much of a numbers guy, but I, I dabble here and there. So we we went into this. We found the correlation between uh, yards per route run in year one and fantasy points per game in year two that just shows how many what kind of production you're getting for the for the very the most pure form of wide receiver running which is not targets but just routes run so it, it takes into account uh earning targets and, and getting yards over the past three years since the stat has been charted since 2017 there's there's 10 receivers total and of the 10 receivers six of them were in this past draft class so this draft class was loaded with talent, and I, I think it's going to be a, a gold mine for fantasy this year. Th this last re this last receiving class was something special. So uh, in this video, I'm going to highlight receivers that made it onto this top ten list over the past three years, uh, and explain why they're going to break out in 2020. Now, first up, we got DK Metcalf. I dived into these numbers a while back, and after doing so, I moved Metcalf from wide receiver 28 to wide receiver 20 in front of his counterpart Tyler Lockett. Now, he's going at the 505 as a wide receiver 23, so I'm slightly higher on him than consensus. And there's there's so much good to Metcalf's game. And and before I even get into his stats, you just have to you have to look at the guy. The guy chiseled, 6'4", <laughs> 230. He looks like a Greek demigod who just happens to run routes, man. And on top of that, he he's so he looks the part. He's that drippy wide receiver, you know, got the chains on during the game, the hanging earring with the with the cross. He's got the fucking uh, what is it the, um, the the baby pacifier mouthpiece, all of that stuff. Now, if you're looking at it from pure stats, it doesn't matter. But in terms of wide receiver talent, you got guys like Odo Beckham and guys the wide receivers that are good in the league. I, they gotta have some drip. He's going off the board at the 505 as the wide receiver 23. So I'm I'm pretty much on market with DK Metcalf um, right now. But I could see myself even getting higher on him. He had 100 targets in Seattle, despite Seattle only having the 24th most pass attempts per game. So he's getting insane volume on, on a team that doesn't even throw the ball that much. He also eclipsed a 20% target share in his first season. And you have to remember that you can't take stats like targets lightly, especially as a rookie. Targets are earned. It's it's earned to get on the field, run a route, and get the ball thrown your way. It's, it's a measure of skill, and there's a reason why guys like Paris Campbell, Andy Isabella, they, they weren't earning targets and running routes, and you can say what they want. I think that they're they're good players, but the DK Metcalf and AJ Browns and those kind of those kind of guys they separate themselves from from the Andy Isabellas, Paris Campbells, the the whatever receivers of the draft class as as potential alphas in the future. If you if you come onto the football field and you demand a twenty percent target share from day one with a guy like Tyler Lockett, 
next to you, then you're you're going to do well in the future in the NFL. I, I mentioned the list before. He was the the last receiver on the list of uh, top 10 receivers in yards per route run as rookie since 2017. But as long as you have over that, that two yard per route run mark as a rookie, then according to my projections in the article, you're going to you're gonna do great things in year two. We know after last year, DK Metcalf is going to be a star in this year, uh, two, three, four years down the line. But in terms of, of year two, he has the profile to be an elite deep threat, and he can be this alpha receiver as soon as year two. He, When you look at his profile, he's crazy athletic. He's in the 97th percentile with yards per reception. He makes big plays, man. He ran a 4-3-3. He has a 99th percentile 40-yard dash and everything. All the bars go crazy besides his agility score. But he says he slips, whatever. He, he proved last year that despite the agility that he can he can run routes this is shown when you can when you look at this the the next gen stats from last year and you go and look at his route running now this is week one where he had four catches for 89 yards now you look at the the chart and he it just streaks all down the left side of the field in a couple of slants and it's all primarily from the left side of the field because this is this is what he was marginalized to in the in the first half of the season he was just going to line up on the left side and he was just going to run sprints all game long. Coming in, he was a little bit wrong. He's he's one dimensional. He's one dimensional. But when you fast forward in the season to the playoff game against the Eagles, he's miles past what he was doing in Week One. You look at it; he had seven seven receptions, 160 yards, and a touchdown in a game where Tyler Lockett had four for 68. You look at all of his routes run as a whole. There's only two streaks there. He's running. He's running crossing routes, out routes. He's running. He's running flag routes. He's running all kinds of routes. And he's running after the catch. This is this is what Julio Jones's um, routes run looks like, and this is this is what Metcalf was getting started to use was getting used as at the end of the season. And now this is even with Tyler Lockett healthy during these games. I'm telling you that towards the end of the season, DK Metcalf went from that one-dimensional field stretcher into the alpha in this offense, and I don't think people are factoring that in enough into his his fantasy profile for 2020. All right, next up we have Scary Terry McLaurin, man. Now, on, on that list of the top 10 since 2017 in terms of yards per route run, he's third on that list, and he's behind only A.J. Brown and Hunter Renfro. Now, Hunter Renfro I didn't cover later on in this video, but he's a guy I love late. As a rookie, he had the second most yards per route run ahead of guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, Metcalf, McLaurin. He's a guy I love late, and I might cover him in another video for late-round targets, but I wanted, to, I wanted to talk about more relevant guys, not just late-round dart throws. So... With McLaurin, he was the wide receiver 27 in 0.5 PPR points per game last year. And he's going at the 607 as the wide receiver 29 this year. How is he getting drafted at a lesser spot than what he did in his rookie year? Wide receiver 27 feels like his floor, and he's going at the wide receiver 29. I'm way, way higher than that on him. And you'll see, once the draft guide comes out, you'll see Terry McLaurin is going to be way above consensus. This guy is a stud, man. In wide receiver one, he was the only bright spot on a team that was dead last in scoring. When you look at his efficiency metrics, he had the best contested catch rate in the whole league. So he was winning contested catches. He was top 12 in yards per target, target premium, production premium. And what those what those stats show is that he was efficient despite having a, a terrible quarterback. On a, on a per target basis, on an overall basis, he, he was efficient in what efficiency equates to is skilled. The guy the guy is skilled. He's he's uber talented. When you factor in him having a target accuracy outside the top 85, which which is the target accuracy from his quarterback play, he he far outseeded expectations as a third round rookie. He had the the most target share among rookies. Now Metcalf had the most raw targets because the Redskins didn't have as many uh 
plays plays ran, he had a 23% target share. Now, Dwayne Haskins is the only question mark for McLaurin's upside as a wide receiver one this season. When you look at the splits, in the six games without Dwayne Haskins, Terry McLaurin had 13.98 half-point PPR points, and he, he was the wide receiver three during that time span. When you look at everything besides touchdowns, though, the numbers were quite similar. So what I think this means is is really he's going to get the same amount of opportunity. It just comes down to the offense's efficiency with Dwayne Haskins. With Case Keenum in the beginning, he was getting the same looks, but I guess Keenum, Keenum was moving the ball down the field more. And I'd imagine that in the beginning, uh, teams weren't putting the number one quarterback cornerback on Terry McLaurin until they realized, hey, this guy's a stud. So that's a, that number being more than more than with Dwayne Haskins is a product of of number two corners on him and Case Keenum being better than Haskins. Haskins was terrible last year. But if McLaurin can be the wide receiver three with Case Keenum, then if all that has to happen is Dwayne Haskins take a little baby step forward and we'll get somewhere in the middle where McLaurin finishes as a, as a back-end wide receiver two with, with league-winning upside. He could, be, he could be next year's DJ chart for sure. All that has to happen is Haskins to be better than a one-in-seven Case Keenum for McLaurin to truly break out in 2020. Last up, we got Marquise Hollywood-Brown, man. This guy's got all the swagger factor, man. Him and, him and Lamar Jackson got the big chuzz Florida thing going on. Look, Marquise Brown, his name is Holly, his nickname is Hollywood because he makes big plays, man. Big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games, man. Now, when you look at his ADP, the guy's getting disrespected. There's, dude, the 709 is the wide receiver 32. I, I will scoop up that price every day. I think I have him on, on close to thir- uh, like 35% of my best ball teams. This guy, you have to remember, he was a first-round pick. And he and the reason why he didn't test and he has no forty yard dash time, any of that stuff logged, is because he was hurt. So he comes into the year with a Liz Frank in, injury, and he still finished sixth among receivers since twenty seventeen in yards per route run. When you look at his opportunity, he had an eighteen point nine percent target share, and now this is insane because he was only on the field for fifty nine percent of plays due to his injury. So he was earning a the target share adjusted for the the amount of time he spent on the field is insane and so next year it's going to be somewhere in the mid to low 20 percent target share and he's going to be on the field way more now that he's healthy with the screw out of his foot he was also top eight in fantasy points per route and he was top eight in quarterback rating when targeting so lamar jackson the best quarterback in the league had an even better quarterback rating when targeting marquise brown because of what he what he did for lamar jackson and that's crazy as a deep ball threat because you're getting a lot of incompletions when you when you uh target a receiver that deep so now this year he's fully healthy no more screw in the foot he he lost hayden hurst and and the ravens only added devin duvernay now i'm a big believer in listening to what the team is telling us if the ravens felt like they needed a better wide receiver than marquise brown they would have gotten one they would have drafted one in the first round there were plenty of wide receivers there they could have traded up for somebody like Jalen Rager or Justin Jefferson or taken somebody like Michael Pittman, but they didn't. They, they, they like who they have. They like Marquise Brown. And I think they, they really believe that Marquise Brown can blossom into a Deshaun Jackson type wide receiver one for their offense. As I said earlier, give me the wide receiver, the, the wide receiver one on a top five offense in the league at a wide receiver three price. And I'm taking that every, all day. Marquise Brown is the perfect guy to just put in your flex and just, and just take the boom weeks and win. The, he's going to be the guy who's going to get you two touchdowns, 200 yards, and, and on like five catches to, to win you weeks, man. The Ravens are known for running the ball a lot, but this year they're going to regress. Last year they had an insane season, and I'm not saying they're not going to be a top offense again in 2020, but you have to look for them to take a step back 
they lost Marshall Yanda. They lost some key pieces on defense, like Michael Pierce. They're not going to take a step back so much, but look for them to throw more in games. They were they were dead last in run-to-pass ratio, and they were dead last in pace of play. At some point, it has to revert back to the mean. They're going to throw more, and, and naturally, that'll get Marquise Brown more looks. And I, I just need to see see him and Lamar Jackson chilling on the sideline with the with the the Viper glasses on. And Marquise Brown's going to ball out this year. I, I'm telling you, if you can get him at that wide receiver three at that wide receiver three range, you got to smash the button on him. He has wide receiver one league winning up league winning upside, man. All right, if you made it this far, I appreciate it, man. Go down below, subscribe, leave a like, comment, follow my Twitter at Ron Stewart underscore. Uh, I'll leave a link for the the article mentioned in this video down below that looks at yards per route run among rookie receivers. Be on the lookout for my draft guide in early July. I'm trying to get that. I know it's July now. It's going to, it's going to get done very soon. I'll have that link down below. It'll be, that'll be like $10 per draft guide. It'll have tiers for every position. Uh, as I said, if you made it this far, I, I really appreciate it and I'll see you in the next one.